Broadcasting all over the world from cinemageekly.com, it's the Cinema Geekly Podcast, with Anthony Lewis, Aaron De La Osa, and Glenn Bove. Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 79, cinemageekly.com slash support is where we'd like you to go. Uh, it features all of the banners for our affiliates, Think Geek, Stuff for Smart Masses, Fandango, and Amazon. Uh, through those banners, you do your shopping like normal with no extra charge, no changing of your experience. Uh, just all of those places, what they do is kick us back a little bit of the money uh, from your purchase. So it's, it's not even like you're buying it uh well i guess you are buying it full price from but they give some of the money back to us so i i was gonna say glenn it made it, it, it for a second there was gonna make it sound like they somehow save money but that is not true uh <laughs> and now no one will use the banners <laughs> i got their hopes up and then crushed them uh within seconds um but yeah cinemageekly.com slash support is where you're gonna want to head uh it is just myself and glenn uh, for part one of a double header of Cinema Geekly podcast, because as most of you have probably figured out by us destroying your timeline feed uh, with with just post after post after post, uh, San Diego Comic Con happened this weekend. Glenn, I don't know if you're aware of this phenomenon that occurs every year, but uh, yeah, it's it's apparently taken over the taken over the world, sir, and we've uh, it's taken over the the timelines of, of many of our followers on Facebook and Twitter as well. But there's just so much news to cover. That's why we're splitting it into two podcasts. Just way too much shit to cover. Uh, Glenn, have you been keeping up with the, the vast majority of the goings-on? Well, yeah. I mean, I there's even things I found that... Uh, I didn't. I want to say they're not worthy to put up on the, on the side or on the feed, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I definitely got engrossed. I, basically, I was hunting down posters. Yeah. Oh, I, I got I got excited when I heard uh, there was a Mass Effect panel, and they showed stuff from the Mass Effect game that they were working on for the next gen console, and then was like, "Oh, I need to post this right away." Until they started reading it, and they're like, "Oh, well, they showed you some very super early test models, and you know, it's like the they very specifically said like all of this stuff could change because the game is literally years away from release," and I'm like, "So why <laughs> why did you come to show us?" Uh, things that will probably not even be in the game. Uh, essentially, it was, you like the game, and we're here to let you know we're working on it. Huh. Uh, <laughs> this is the same thing, apparently, that happened with them at uh, uh, E3 this year as well. They had the whole big thing to just be like, we're working on a game, just so you know. 
so yeah, there's stuff like that, that that doesn't get posted. We try to stick to the to the big news. We're going to cover uh, some of the stuff that happened before night one of the Comic-Con and what happened during night one and some of the unrelated events, uh, that things that came out that weren't specifically Comic-Con releases, uh, but some uh, interesting tidbits and rumors and stuff that came out as well. Uh, before we get into all of that, uh, if you listen to the Flip for Side B episode that just came out, uh, about I, I I called it acting, Glenn, but I, I I'm not really <laughs> sure how to really uh, I, quantify yeah, it. it. Uh, I mean, it was funny. I mean, and anyone knows that Aaron and I love to get off, go off on tangents. Yeah, uh, they're completely unrelated, which is what a tangent is. But uh, <laughs> so the whole premise was like, hey, you know, we we always talk about doing something, but we can't ever think about something for us to really talk about. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Well, let's talk about, like, we always, you know, we jokingly bring up Nicolas Cage and Willem Dafoe and all that kind of stuff. So, like, oh, obviously we kind of have the same taste in, like, actors we like. So, like, okay, we'll go with that. We'll talk about actors that we like. And if we talk about ones we hate, we can talk about ones we hate. And, like, oh, yeah, we'll go with that. And then the first ten minutes is us talking about the sci-fi channel and, like, different sci-fi movies <laughs> yes. that have been on there that we've loved. It was a really uh, good episode. Like, I, I chuckled quite a few times. Yeah, at, so it, it was definitely... <laughs> definitely more relaxed and uh even if we start critiquing people as far as like their acting it was in it was all kind of in good fun and uh i, I really yeah i really enjoyed it i don't know <laughs> when we'll do when we'll do another one or if we can right um or what kind of subject we'll try to cover but we'll see yeah i, I, I thought it was really entertaining i personally like out of the ones i've like that I've done that one was probably my favorite because that's the kind of stuff I always talk about with my friends anyways so here's where things are gonna get here's where things are gonna get real meta Glenn because uh, I'm going to use that as a bad segue to talk <laughs> about our 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 current fundraising campaign uh, which is designed after the fact that we do bad segues so I think that makes it a good segue I don't know that's where things are it's getting all matrixy in here. Uh, we we kind of launched. Uh, I, I believe you dubbed it Kickstarter 2.0, which I think it kind of is. Uh, in that way, we are uh, once again trying to raise some money to upgrade the podcasting equipment. But we have uh, we have cut out the Kickstarter uh, portion of it, and instead uh, we're going through this awesome site called Booster. And if you've not heard of Booster before, it's a fundraising website that is run by Custom Inc. And I'm sure some people have heard of them. I see commercials for Custom Inc. on TV all the time. Uh, and they're a, a screen printing, a shirt company. And uh, this is uh, a lot better than the Kickstarter campaign, where in which we had nothing to give you. Here it's, it's pure, uh, pure one-way one, one street. Uh, but you get a really cool Cinema Geekly ham-fisted t-shirt, and I believe the sizes range from youth extra small all the way up to 4X. So there is every size imaginable. Uh, the the shirts are about $21. There is a $5 shipping fee, so it's $26 even for the whole shirt plus the shipping, and that does not uh, does not change no matter what size shirt you get. I believe there's some places where if you get the larger sizes, yeah. the price changes. That is not the case here. The the prices, uh, the shirt prices are all the same size, and uh, there's also an added feature where if you, if you, uh, you pick up your shirt, and uh, you feel like it, you can also add some uh, bonus donation money. And so far, I think we actually have a hundred dollars just in the donation money. Yeah. Uh, so we have that, and I, and I believe at this point we have about four shirt. We've sold four shirts in the span of 
I believe, uh, two days or a day and a half or something like that. Uh, and we still have 29 days to go. Uh, we have to reach a, a minimum of 20 shirts before Custom Ink will, uh, will print the shirts uh, because they have to reach a certain price as well where it is lucrative for them to print that many shirts and, and send them. Uh, so we have to hit 20 for a minimum, and then they start sending us money after that. We need 50 to reach the, uh, to reach the, the maximum goal. Uh, what we end up doing, uh, if we do not hit 50 but get above 20, I have not determined yet. Because if it's not enough money to get podcasting equipment for everybody, I might just get it for a couple people, or I might, you know, upgrade the server, or you know, do so- uh, the money will go to some use. But hopefully, we get enough money to actually get the the podcasting upgrade, uh, which is what we're aiming for. So it's a limited run of 50 shirts. It's booster.com slash cinema geekly. We've got links pinned to the Facebook page and uh, right on the front page of the website as well. But it's pretty easy to remember booster.com slash cinema geekly, where you can go and pick up uh, a shirt and it helps us out. Uh, everybody wins essentially is how that goes. Glenn, um, let us look into God, There's so much stuff that happened. It's hard to know where to begin. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to go all the way back uh, before we posted last week's episode. Aaron, uh, Aaron was ahead of us and posted a few news items. Uh, the first is, uh, is rumor central about Dwayne, the rock Johnson, uh, who did confirm that he is work. He's going to be working with DC, uh, DC comics, and he's going to be playing a major character. And, uh, apparently the quote, uh, from the video he did with, I believe it's slash film, I think is the, the interview he did, uh, said that his character is going to have Superman like powers, uh, and he also concluded it with, and just say the word. So Aaron is, uh, presuming that that means the rock will be playing Shazam, a character who I am unfamiliar with. Um, Aaron does not think that he is uh, Shazam material. He thinks he's, uh, more suited for Lobo or, or black Adam. Uh, what, what do you think of this? Is if this ends up being the case? Uh, I think he, okay. For the reasons that, <laughs> That Aaron gave, I thought he would be a pretty good Shazam slash Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, he, Captain Marvel is a 10-year-old kid named Billy Batson who chases Shazam, and he turns into a super being. He has the power of the gods. Uh, I forget what it is. It's like the strength of Zeus, whatever. It's all the Greek gods, and he has, like, certain powers from them or whatever. Right. And they be the super being. Well, I think it works well with The Rock because he has in the in the past he's done like a lot of kid movies, and I think The Rock is really good at poking fun at himself and playing it really light. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes that's he should go a little bit heavier. But whenever he is playing light, like something in the rundown, uh, it does work well for him. So yeah. I think having that kind of kid sensibility works well with Shazam, and he definitely, mm-hmm. of course, he has the build and all that kind of stuff, and so. I mean, to me, it makes sense. I wouldn't want him to really play a villain because I think whenever he does bad guys, he's just like, you know, the no-nonsense straight face like he is in the Fast and the Furious movies, which he's mm-hmm. not a bad guy, but you get what I'm saying. Right. Um, so to me, it makes sense. That's a good choice. Yeah. I, ever, uh, people presumably saying John Stewart, and I, I, to me, I didn't see that. I didn't see him being John Stewart because John Stewart is oh, about mean, as uh, straight edge as it gets. You mean Green Lantern? That's a Green Lantern, right, John Stewart? Yeah, he's a Green Lantern, and he does the Daily Show. 
of course. Because I was like, wait a minute, you're talking about the Green Lantern version, right? I'm like, you're not talking about people want Jon Stewart to play Shazam. <laughs> that <laughs> no. would, in fact, be interesting. I mean, Stewart has acted in the past. Yeah, I mean, if you could, you could call it acting, I guess. Hey, Aaron's hey! here! Hey! Uh, yeah, I he, figured I'd save you guys. He fought through hordes of, of orcs and zombies and people cosplaying as CM Punk to... Uh, to get his way onto the podcast this week. Otherwise known as my two-year-old. Good timing. We're, we're good to go. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Good timing. So you're I, here just you in enough time. about the, the Rock? Is that, is that what I'm picking up yeah, on? Yeah, you were here just in enough time to refutate <laughs> the fact that uh, Glenn thought he would not be a bad choice for Shazam. Who? The Rock? Yes. Oh. Uh, Black Adam, I, I could see. Yeah. Uh, Shazam, not... Uh, is Black maybe... Adam a black guy, though? Because that's racist. Uh, he's swarthy. Swarthy, swarthy. I don't know. Swarthy might be a little racist too. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's just get an yeah, Asian I mean, guy to play. I, back I definitely. It. It's got to be Black Adam. I mean, they, Shazam would be good and all. And you know, The Rock being The Rock, you know, I think he's definitely. Uh, he's got to be tired of playing good guys, man. He, he's just too perfect, you know, looks wise. He's got the attitude for it, you know. Even in Black Pain and Adam. Gain, he was he did bad things, but didn't seem like a he did bad, bad things. Guy. But he wanted to hug him for it. He he just right. seemed so dumb. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, uh, you heard about the rumors for Expendables three, right? Uh, no. No, they they asked him like The Rock, would you want to be in it? And he's like, yeah, but I don't want to team up with those guys. I want to beat every single one of them up and send them straight to heaven. That, was that a quote? Yeah, that was a quote. Hopefully it's an, also a giveaway of the finale of the film as well, where he just literally kills all of those guys. Uh, uh, then supposedly there's a, it, uh, it's online. So Then there's a scene of all of the Expendables in heaven, and uh, Craig Robinson is there and says you can have anything you want in heaven, and Stallone goes, really? And then NSYNC shows up and performs a concert before the end credits. Even better, it turns <laughs> out uh, the, the Jewish people were right, and Mel Gibson doesn't get into heaven. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, we've just written it for you, Sly. So, yeah, uh, just you're take welcome, it. motherfucker. Expendables 4. Balls in your court, fucking Rocky <laughs> Balboa. Um, all right, so after that we got uh, uh, Aaron posted an extended clip from Guardians of the Galaxy, I know people are like, ah, oh, fuck it, hey. Uh, but you know what, Marvel, uh, I know, I, I, I get it when people are like, we're tired of seeing trailers and TV spots, but Marvel started posting clips from the earliest parts of the movie, uh, and and this one was, was nearly a five-minute clip. And yeah. uh, it was really uh, good. I mean, it was, yeah. I, I was, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed all of it. Um, I'm trying to remember, is this... This starts with them, uh, with the uh, the lineup shot, right, where they're uh, being profiled or whatever by uh, John C. Riley or whatever, and he's talking about all of them. And but at least you notice in this in this version, they uh, with Gamora, they mentioned Titan or not? I was going to say Titan, the Mad Titan Thanos. They uh, they mention uh, that Rocket's name is something he calls himself, but he's really you know Project Number something or other. Right. Um, so they they go into detail there. There's uh, lots of lots of Chris Pratt being confused by Groot and how he talks. Uh, you know the the scene where he gets you know uh, shocked by the the Kree guard over and over again repeatedly, uh, with like all of them kind of like looking down, kind of sad at him. Uh, you know, just it, it was that sort of stuff. Their intro their intro to prison. It was like the Orange is the New Black, but in outer space. <laughs> Uh, Oz with less rape. <laughs> with, with less rape. Uh, 
I mean, that um, we know of. I mean, there could be something going on in, in a couple of the background scenes. But, oh, like, we do get to see Thanos uh, in the shot. It's kind of blurry, and uh, it's got yeah, a weird purple like a hue to it. But, I mean, it uh, – yeah, it – you know, it looks like he straight out the comic book pages, and you know, I have no doubt that Josh Brolin is going to be fantastic have you, uh, have as you Thanos. Seen, have you seen all of the clips? Of course. Um, I mean, because I, I think they're all doing really well. I, I, and I think the stuff I've seen Batista in, who I figured was going to be easily the the weak link, and he still might be the weak link performance wise, but was was much better than I thought he was going to be. People are saying he he steals his scenes like he is a standout of what is being hailed as the greatest Marvel movie to date. So I mean that's that's really high praise coming in for uh, for Dave Batista. So it uh, God August first is almost here. Yeah. Yep. Well, cool. if they say that like Rockets the the comedy ste- uh, Chris Pratt steps into movie stardom, he's always held on as sexy and uh, and Groot is the soul of the movie. Right. Like, because I was watching their press release they did for the release in London, and they were saying like the things Vin Diesel did, they uh, they almost wanted to cry sometimes, and I was like, what? He said, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I saw an interview on the red carpet uh, for the LA premiere, and Diesel said he recorded the lines "I am Groot" over a thousand times, Jesus. like well over a thousand times, and they went over because uh, he he told the story of like he walked into the 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 booth the you know whatever their recording booth they use is and he's like on the left page uh he's like i'd have two pages on the left and on the right and on the left it would give me the scene or whatever and then it would give me my line i am groot and then on the right hand side of the page would be like a paragraph about what groot is thinking about and what his feelings are and when he says i am groot what he's really trying to say and he's like you know, he's like, even though I'm not getting to do anything physical, he's like, you know, getting to like flex acting muscles, trying to convey these things in three words over and over again. He's like, it was, you know, and apparently he did an amazing job uh, by all accounts. So, yeah, I'm I'm very excited. We're going to talk about um, we're going to talk a little bit more about that movie on uh, the next episode of the podcast we're going to do. Uh shortly uh, I'm, I'm probably uh several hours we're going to be recording it several hours after you listen to this episode uh which is going to be going up on monday morning ish um and we're going to talk about that because we're going to break up we're going to do box office at the end of this episode and we're going to do uh the upcoming movies at the end of next week's episode so we're literally splitting this mofo right in half um star wars episode seven plot details leak maybe possibly um, I, I saw them from Badass Digest. Of course, you have to take shit like this with a grain of salt. Uh, but it did sound plausible-ish, I want to say. Um, did you read the, the details, Glenn? Uh, no, I, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I didn't read the details. Um, okay, so, uh, Aaron, do you want to cover what, the, what, it, what it was, or do you want me to run through this? Uh, I, I, go ahead, man. You, you posted the story. I, I yeah, defer yeah. to you in your time um, here. Fantastic timing. Yes, of course. According to Badass Digest, uh, the movie is opening with your your standard Star Wars crawl, uh, but afterwards, instead of panning to a spaceship or something, uh, it's it's some sort of hand that has been severed, tumbling through space, gripping a lightsaber, which apparently at some point falls to a a, a desert planet, which is not Tatooine, uh, and is, and. Assuming that this hand is still intact, one would guess 
that it is not some sort of flesh and bone hand, which I do not think could survive an entry into an orbit of a planet. So are you, are you trying to tell me that this could be Luke's android hand? It could be. <laughs> um, it, it is the, the hand and thus the saber is discovered by the two heroes. One is Daisy Ridley. The other is John Boyega, um, uh, who is playing someone trying to change his path in life. Former stormtrooper. Yeah, that's the that's the word. Is that they're like stormtrooper recruits or something, but they are very against like you know because apparently the war is still raging. Yeah, uh, somehow, it not, right? It, it did not stop. Um, they recognize the lightsaber as a Jedi relic and decide to return it to the proper people. Their quest takes them off world, where they run into uh, an aged Han Solo and Chewbacca. Um, uh, they. Uh, they determine that it's Luke's, but they have not seen him uh, since the events of Return of the Jedi, and that is the quest. The quest is for them to find the the missing Jedi Master, and apparently uh, the other note is, meanwhile, on an ice planet, which is apparently not Hoth. It seems <laughs> like they're... Why not just fucking make it Hoth? I don't know. Uh, nefarious, it's Hoth adjacent. Nefarious forces... Tell me if you've heard this before. Nefarious forces are building a super weapon. Yep. One capable of destroying not planets, but entire solar systems. Yeah, because apparently there's going to be nowhere to go after Episode 7 if they create the most powerful fucking weapon ever. <laughs> like, what are they going to do in 8 and 9, honestly? Apparently they just stole Dr. Soren's uh, sun-killing torpedo from Star Trek Generations. <laughs> apparently they just took that. They're just going to shoot it into the... They're just going to shoot it, in, shoot it into the sun, and boom, poof, no more solar system. Maybe uh, Han will go steal the, uh, like the, the, the Genesis machine, and you know they'll yes. create new planets for everyone that's destroyed. Glenn, does that sound plausible to you, or is it... Because uh, I, I feel... I'm on the fence about it, because at one, on one side, it's like, no, because it sounds way too much like A New Hope, you know, the original Star Wars movie. Uh, but on the other hand, I'm like, it is plausible because it sounds exactly like A New Hope. <laughs> like, I, I could see them doing it, like, mirroring that movie. But at the same time, I also am kind of torn. I'm like, I, I, maybe the, I, I wouldn't think they would do that. But, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm of two minds on it. What do you think, Glenn? What makes you think they wouldn't try and mirror right. the original? I mean, they only did that with the newer prequel movies. Ugh, they tried to true. mirror what was happening in each one. So I don't know why J.J. Abrams wouldn't do what George Lucas' hero would do and try and mimic what he did before. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's not to I say just it won't be good, but... I just don't see how this war is still wait, you know, waging on because, like, they never they don't introduce anybody else stepping in in charge. I mean, obviously, they'll give us a paragraph explaining who's in charge now of the uh, right. Imperial forces. But I would think that, it, the if anything, the roles would be reversed, and it would be the Imperial forces, like, now this groundswell Hydra group that's coming through. Well, it's, it's pretty obvious, isn't it, you guys, that they're going to reveal that the new Emperor is Binks? Emperor Binks? Oh, God. <laughs> He's the big bad guy? Come on. Before the... <laughs> They're going to show some flashback scenes to Palpatine teaching him how to be a Sith during episodes 4, 5, and 6, like stuff we never saw. He's a secret Dark Apprentice. That totally makes sense, right? Or they got to connect that prequel trilogy. Uh, or do you think they're... Or are they going to do the smart thing and just pretend like that shit never happened? Do you think they're going to be I think they're going to clone Hayden fucking Christensen. Oh, no. That would be the worst problem. And somehow he'll be involved. Yeah, I just... Oh, god damn it. Yeah. Fucking Hayden Christensen. <laughs> <laughs> 
now I was so excited for this movie, and we've managed to really lower my expectations. Uh, uh, and on pure bullshit right. too. Like there, there's no, there's no ounce of credence to what we're saying, but we murdered the movie for ourselves. Yeah. That's a special talent. Go, go, go ahead, Glenn. <laughs> Hayden Christensen won't even be, be able to allow to tear ticket stubs at the premiere, let alone be oh, in no. the fucking movie. No, you know absolutely, I mean? absolutely not. They'll put him in one of those free speech zones that they put protesters <laughs> in during presidential debates and shit. They'll, he'll be in a little pen with like a sign like, let me in. I hope he borrows LaBeouf's I'm Not Famous Anymore paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like parking cars, hoping anyone a, surprise like recognizes his hair. Yeah, it's just underneath a, the bag. It's just, it's just a box with holes cut out that just says "I'm not a Jedi" on it. <laughs> right, I'm not a Jedi anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> also, J.J. Uh, Abrams released a video. Uh, they're doing that Force for Change. Um, uh, the uh, uh, what is that? A charity. Yeah. Char- Who gives a fuck about the charity? UNICEF. There's an X-Wing. He showed an X-Wing. A live, full-scale, full-sized X-Wing. The lid popped up and every fucking thing. They had one of those little mouse robots and shit. It was, it was, it was, it's adorable. They're, they really are showing a lot more of this movie than I, you know. J.J. Abrams seems to have really changed from his previous film, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, to this movie. Well, I mean, I started seeing it a little bit in that film, too, where stuff was leaking out. Right. Uh, the well, first I mean, Star Trek I, movie. I nothing. think maybe it's just because it's been so long in between, like you know, good Star Wars movies, that they maybe they feel the need just to assure fans, like, look, we're not fucking this up this time. Here's what we're doing. Uh, does that premise sound good to you, Aaron? Though the the leaked premise for uh, the beginning of the Star Wars movie does that sound legit? Does it sound good? Does you know where you? Uh, it, it does sound legit. Just I, I think in the scope of the story, like it does seem kind of odd that these that these two kids would just find this hand, go into space, and just happen upon Han. I mean, I, if the war truly is still going on, would these guys try to be like a little bit like under the radar? You know yeah, what I mean? you like, think so? Yeah. These like this former stormtrooper well, can just essentially, you know, Star Wars Google Han, find out where he is, and go take him this severed hand. Well, you never know. Maybe maybe John Boyega and 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 uh, and Ms. Ridley have Ridley. to go. Yeah, maybe they have to go into a uh, a hive of scum and villainy in order to find Han Solo and <laughs> Chewbacca. Maybe they're just going to rip off everything from the first movie, like all, all of it. Essentially, uh, they're going to go to all space restaurants that serve dinner at four o'clock, since Harrison Ford's like ninety years old now. And just uh, find him in an early bird special. I'm just waiting for John Boyega to be like, go over to uh, Daisy Ridley and be like, these aren't the smugglers we're looking for. <laughs> just to like throw in like little lines and shit. For oh, I'm right. sure they're going to mention something about Han Solo shooting first. <laughs> I, th- I know it's going to be in there. It, it almost has to be, right? Just to put it to rest. Yeah, Boyega's yeah. like, I'm going to shoot you. And Solo's like, not if I shoot you first. Right. And it then just... he gives like. He breaks the fourth wall and just gives like a knowing like a he winks like at us and to the camera gives us a smile and there's like a little twinkle on his teeth or something like, like, like the office he looks and smirks. <laughs> All right, um, Xena Warrior Princess is joining the the second season of Agents of Shield. Um, I, I was not a Xena fan, so I'm just uh, I'm just going back on my time from uh, enjoying her on Battlestar Galactica. But Lucy and Lawless. Spartacus. I've not mm-hmm. seen it. And Spartacus. <laughs> I have not seen it. I've not seen oh, it. Oh my but... god! Oh, you haven't seen go watch it? it today. Making it sound like I want to be Spartacus, though, is what you, you're you making it. You definitely sound. will want to be. You'll want to be um, Crixus more than anything, I'm sure. Yeah, but... you'll, 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 not the real life Spartacus or the actor who played him, because um, no, that's sad. We, we sadly lost him. I did my best to uh, to type out the Xena war cry on. The I like Facebook it. Page. I, I read it that way. When I saw it, 
Uh, but yeah, she's joining the cast. Unfortunately, it's Marvel, uh, so unless they tell us what's going on, we don't really know for sure. Uh, so we don't know if she's going to be around for a few episodes. We don't know if she's going to be a series regular. Uh, we don't. We don't even know who she's really playing yet. They I haven't really uh, made that announcement. Melissa Tachinorian, like she, uh, she came out and said that Lucy Lawless's role, she plays someone pretty kick-ass, and we could probably expect to see her around for a bit. So I heard I'm maybe an agent or something. She'll be around for a few episodes. Yeah, probably an agent. I mean, it. Uh, you know, they had Bill Paxton, you know, be someone, you know, somewhat important, you know, in, in critical to the story. So I could see her definitely pop it up in a very similar role. I think if it was someone just. A, a little bit bigger. I could see them maybe hanging around and being some time in the movies, but I think she'll just be purely, you know, like Saffron Burrells, Bill Paxton, just kind of contained to the show. Uh, so we were just talking about John Boyega, and uh, he is is either trolling us hard or blue balling us, or or maybe giving us a taste of the future here. But he was on on Twitter uh, a few days ago, uh, throwing out some heavy tea. I mean, now that he's part of this Disney family doing the Star Wars movies, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump over to the Marvel franchise. Aaron, what's going on with John Boyega and his his Twitter ramblings? Oh, well, like you said, I'm not sure if he's trying to diesel his way into a role, <laughs> but, but uh, it's now it's now a description or it's a like a verb or something. He's trying to diesel his way in to, uh, t- to a role. Anytime anybody starts blowing up on social media, but like, hey, I'm in this, it's like, well, fuck, maybe he really is. Yeah, he, he started tweeting uh, about all things related to Black Panther, uh, and the most current one, he uh, or the, the most recent one, he said, you know, currently booking flight to Wakanda, and uh, like you said, he's under the, the House of Mouse, you know, umbrella. Yep. He definitely fits the, all the criteria they're looking for for someone to play back, you know, Black Panther. You know, a young, good-looking guy. You know, he's big. He's talented. I mean, you know, and obviously Star Wars Episode Seven, they have a lot of faith in him that he'll be able to be the, one of the ones that could carry the new franchise. So I could see Disney very easily putting him in uh, as Black Panther. It just depends on the filming schedule because, I mean, essentially if this guy will be Black Panther, he's booked solid from now until 2020 between, Mar- uh, between Marvel and uh, Star Wars. No so, no Attack the Block sequel, it sounds like. It unfortunately sounds like- not, no. Uh, unless Attack the Block will tie into Star Wars somehow. Um Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it. It, if he is truly trolling, I mean, I hope something does come of it. I mean, it's very intriguing. I had never really considered him for the role, but it makes a hell of a lot of sense when you yeah. start thinking about it. Yeah, it would totally work. Absolutely. Um, Glenn, is this is this something that you're like, yeah, I can see that? Or are you just like, uh, who's Black Panther? I'm sure you know who <laughs> Black Panther is. No, no, I, I, no, I like I like the guy, uh, John Boyega. He's I, I love to tag the block, so... A good, cho- yeah. a good choice. Yeah, yeah, a good choice. Why not? Um, uh, well, let's. <laughs> we're going from. He's he's a lot better than some of the other people who've been trying to diesel their way into the role. I'll say that. Yeah. Are there other people who've been trying to 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 nudge in or? Jaden Smith. It, yeah, but it, are you fucking no? That's that's <laughs> bullshit, right? I'm just kidding. Oh my god! Even that is a rumor. Is is headache inducing? No, no. Will Smith is trying to diesel his way into getting Jaden Smith the role. Oh, Sorry, I should have right. explained it. <laughs> there were a couple of like you know, uh, like Tate Diggs. I mean, a, a couple other guys. I mean, essentially everyone who could potentially be in the movie has thrown their name, you know, uh, out there for it. But I mean, John Boyega, like he's definitely the one that makes the most sense so far, just yeah. given his position. Too bad Elba is Heimdall. <laughs> oh, I know. Or if he like 15 years younger, like oh my god, yeah, perfect. But I mean, there's nothing to say. You know, he could play T'Chaka. He could be, you know, Black Panther's father. So, you know, like oh. the the, fir- the first Black Panther. I mean, th- there's a way there for him to hand it down. So he could still and, do it. And uh, they are kind of precedenting that as well. Like the way they're they're uh, structuring Ant Man as well kind of works in that sort of way. Right. 
Um, all right, Aaron, grab a grab a big bottle of rum and your Will Turner Forever poster that you have tucked away oh. under your bed. There's another Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Pirates 5 is going to be hitting theaters in 2017. Uh, to be to be honest. Pirates 5, the next one. To be honest. Yeah, they're, they're taking it from Sharknado 2. I'm, it's Sharknado just be the next here. I'm starting to get a... I'm starting to... I mean, look, I uh, they definitely should have stopped at 3. I knew that movie was, you know, trilogy bound. Uh, but after all those movies did so well, they should have stopped at three. But, you know, I'll, I'll say this for the fourth movie. I like the fourth movie better than I liked the third movie, uh, which I was not a big fan of at all. I feel like the Pirates movies actually kind of got progressively worse as they went along, kind of like oh, Jurassic yeah. Park. Um, but the fourth movie, I think, was a little bit better. But is is this pushing? Do you think they're pushing it with this fifth movie? I mean, it's probably going to. Fuck, it, yes. Um, well, this this will be the teller, though. About Johnny Depp in the box office, right? <laughs> if he, I don't think if, it has anything to do with Johnny Depp. It's probably just the character. Well, no, no I mean, I mean Lone the... Ranger was all on Johnny Depp. Transcendence. I mean, the, he's put out a couple of shitbirds since uh, yeah. his pirate days. Like the, may, you know, maybe this will be. Uh, I, for me, I'm curious, and I mean, I'm going to see it because I've seen the first four. So I mean, I'm gonna yes, yes, to, yes. I'm going <laughs> to see understand. this one. We're all, we're all, we all have illnesses. We're all fucked. Uh, we're definitely all going to see it for sure. But my curiosity, I think, mostly lies in: is it going to do good at the box office? And then, if it does, uh, then the curiosity goes forward to what does he do next? And then, how's that going to do? Uh, because to me, that'll be telling. Like, if it does good, and then other stuff bombs, then it's like, well, shit, it's only that character that does it. Uh, but if it, if this movie does not do well, then it'll be like, well, shit, then it's it's Johnny Depp who is, you know, box office toxin or something or it could just be the well, fact that this is the fifth pirates of the caribbean movie like you know why it doesn't do well right um well, I mean, it, but, uh, yeah, but i don't know most pirates fans are pretty hardcore supporters of of the franchise being good i mean because you could probably make an argument about harry potter like oh they did so many fucking movies but you know from my perspective all of those movies were you know to varying degrees uh really good well yeah. they also had books to go off of also, yes, true. Uh, they, this, this this is is they weren't based ride. off of a ride, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, Johnny Depp before the Pirates movies was thought of as toxin to the box true, office true. anyway. So, I mean, he's just reverting back to what he was. Yes. That's, it's circular. <laughs> it's a circle of life. It's like the Lion King. Uh, Glenn I, uh, is... I'll, see, I'll be in a rush to see Pirates 5 if, his, if Jack Sparrow survived somehow on an island and he is a pirate like today. Right. There you go. He's a Somali. He's like a Somali. He's pirate. a Somali pirate today. Yeah, Highlander. I want to see that. That's the if that's what Pirate Five is. I'll I'll, I'll pre-order the fuck around Blu-ray on Amazon tomorrow using the Cinema Geekly link. You know what I mean? Hopefully, it will because it looks like it looks like the next Uncharted game is going to be related to some sort of pirate treasure. So maybe oh. they can do a crossover where Nathan Drake kills Jack Sparrow. Uh, oh, I'm all for that. That would We're, be great. Well, uh, that would be a fantastic game for sure. It'd totally be worth my sixty bucks. Uh, Glenn, is this uh, is this a step too far for the Pirates franchise, or is this just more fucking money in Bruckheimer's bank account? Well, it's like three steps too far. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, box office wise, probably not. I mean, those even those movies made shit tons of money. So. Yeah, they did. They didn't do so well like domestically the fourth one, but it made up. I... It internationally, it made its money. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Which is odd, like. He doesn't do well domestically, but Johnny Depp does really well overseas. 
Yeah, thanks um, a lot, non-Americans. I mean, like, <laughs> Alice in Wonderland, I mean, yeah, it made a lot of money here, but, I mean, it was close to, like, $2 billion just because of how well it did worldwide. Right, right. And I don't think that movie did well because of Johnny Depp. Um, I think it did well because it's Alice in Wonderland, and it's a story we all know, and it would look really pretty. Um, uh, uh, Aaron, is this... Uh... What, what do you what do you think of this move? Is this just like a? It, it feels so conflicted about it because it's like uh, another one, but then at the same time we're also all admitting like, yeah, we're gonna see it. Yeah, but but we're gonna see it because we're fucking insane. You know, we're all completionists. <laughs> That's why we're gonna see it. Yeah. We're not gonna see it because it's like, oh my god, you know, the first one, you know, I'd, I I got a, a black spot tattooed on my hand after seeing like the the first trilogy. You know. Right, right, we're only right. going to see it because we fucking have to. I mean, and because yeah. we have to talk about this stupid shit, like you know, movies like this <laughs> instead of stuff we care about. But I mean, you know, it's it, it's just a cash grab. I mean, let's call it what it is. I mean, it's a cash grab. But he might like, he might want to buy another island, like you know, in the Maldives or something like that. You know, whatever the fuck this guy does with his time. On the plus side, it feels like we were setting the bar really low, so it would not be difficult for them to 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 tumble over it. No, uh, not so, at all. So maybe if it ends up being halfway decent. Then you know that's icing on the cake, I suppose. If they keep it under 120 minutes, I, th- I would consider that movie a win already. Uh, this isn't really news, but Aaron posted this cool link uh, that Hollywood Reporter put out, uh, where they either photoshopped or really got people to uh, dress up as uh, uh, as famous sci-fi TV type characters. Like they've got <laughs> Nathan Fillion, uh, Fillion as, as Kirk, which, by the way, he looked awesome. Yes, he did. <laughs> like they. Somebody needs to Bob Orsi needs to put Fillion in the next Trek movie because he looked fucking awesome in uh, in, in the Kirk tunic for yes, sure. Yes, he did. Uh, but they had a, they had a bunch of other ones and the links on the Facebook page and you can go check it out just for just for fun shits and giggles. No real news there. Um, the uh, some <laughs> I, I maybe it's bigger news. I don't know. I haven't. I'm not feeling. weren't weren't feeling it. So the way I worded it on Facebook was some dumb Spider-Man movies get a release date. And then in all capital letters, also, so does Uncharted, which may turn out bad, but I don't care. Um, they announced um, uh, release dates for The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and The Sinister Six. Uh, Sinister Six release date is November 11th, 2016. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man 3, I think, got pushed back. Didn't it? Yep. It's being pushed back, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the funny thing about about this announcement was just a matter of days before this announcement was officially made, there was a shitload of whispers that they were just going to cancel the franchises outright. Like, oh yeah, you know, just they, cut it all. Yeah. Yeah, they, they they were absolutely done with it. But now that they announced, Which like, they they're like, they should. But now they're like, well, maybe we should because you know we could probably make like a, a tinge of money. But the the big you know push for the, like the latest round of rumors involving Spider Man Three is that. Uh, they're not going to reboot it. They're just going to retool it. So we may not see Andrew Garfield uh, as Peter Parker. back in the role as Peter Parker, considering he'll be 40 by the time 2018 rolls around. <laughs> but I mean, uh, yeah, it's uh, God, I, they're just keeping this shit alive just so the rights don't revert back to Marvel. At this right. point, that's essentially all it is. It must be a lot of fun that most of the things they hear are like, yeah, the movie is fine or whatever. But when's Spider-Man going to be in the next Avengers movie? Like, I think that's right. the thing they probably hear more than anything. When is the franchise going to get out of your hands and into somebody who's going to do it better? Um, right. Yeah, so they just they oh, just tie a belt around their neck and put it onto a bedpost, and they just jerk off to this kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> hey, you're never going to get them. You're never going to get them. <laughs> and they put, they're like, uh, well, what's the, the, the Mason Verger and Hannibal, and he just uses right. ch- uh, children's tears and 
Rubs it, yeah. That's exactly what they're doing. Fuck children's tears. He's using mine, man. Um, let's take a uh, also the other the other piece of news that Sony announced, Glenn, was uh, there is an official release date for the Uncharted game based uh, based off of the uh, the popular game franchise. Uh, the thing that really uh, piqued my interest was the actual date, which is uh, June tenth, twenty sixteen. So that's smack dab in the middle of tentpole summer blockbuster. Ballsy. Get, it's ballsy, but it. At the same time, and given the news, we're going to jump ahead slightly uh, because they talked about um, the the Last of Us movie, which is also a Naughty Dog game, uh, same as Uncharted. And even though I didn't hear this as uh, being the case for Uncharted, I only heard it being the case for the the Last of Us game. But presumably, it would also fit with Uncharted that Naughty Dog has final say on director, casting, and screenplay. Thank for the Last God. of Us game, um, so and they, the Last of Us. I mean, they're already talking that Maisie Williams is going to be Ellie. Yeah, yeah Maisie Williams obviously is uh, um, not obviously because Arya Stark. If you've never watched the fucking show, it's not obvious to you. No, it's uh, fucking obvious to everyone. <laughs> uh, Arya Stark, who is the uh, the youngest badass, uh, Bravo's uh, fucking headed uh, member of the Stark family. Uh, yeah, she's she's awesome, and that's like pretty inspired casting too. I think she's she's going to be awesome. In yeah. that, uh, but I would presume, Glenn, that it, it should be the same for Uncharted as well. That if Naughty Dog has it for that one movie, they would probably have it for this, where they have control over casting and screenplay and a final say on director and things like that. Uh, because if there is anybody I feel comfortable with this movie being in the hands of, it's the, the company that created it, the game in the first place, that's responsible for how it looked and how it played and how the story unfolded and uh, how the characters were written and, and all of that stuff. Um, that, you know, because otherwise I don't have a lot of faith in Sony uh, to deliver this movie, uh, properly. Like I'm terrified in a lot of ways. Cause I'm like, they're going to, they're going to somehow fuck it up. Uh, because a lot of people are like, um, look, I know there's been a lot of bad video game to movie adaptations, but there were a lot of bad comic book to movie adaptations too, until somebody figured it out. Yeah, like, but I, most of those were done by Sony also. Right, right. Um, <laughs> and people are like, look, it's just a matter of time before somebody <laughs> figures out the key to doing a good translation from game to movie. Uh, and if Naughty Dog has as much control as they do over the Last of Us movie, uh, I, I do have high hopes. Do you have high hopes for this, Glenn? Uh, hopefully. If, I mean, if what I read, it really wasn't Sam Raimi was being a part of it because that scares the loving shit out of me mm-hmm. uh yeah. oh for the last of us game yeah for the last, last of, of us game movie. i mean uncharted yeah hopefully it's that way um yeah i mean it's good that they, they have creative control over it i wonder if that's probably what's holding back uh the halo stuff which i mean obviously now they're Started doing the mini series a bunch of times yeah, yeah yeah and that i mean i know that was an issue with uh bioshock when they were going to make a movie of it it was just no one wanted to give Gore Verbersky, $150 million to do it because it was going to be R. So. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're still talking about they are making a Warcraft movie, which uh, mm-hmm. looks <laughs> awesome. The, de- the details, yeah, the details said it was, the, the, at least the trailer looked awesome. I've never played the game, but the the details of, you know, everything that, we didn't cover it on the site, so I'm, you know, I'm okay talking about it here. Um so it doesn't interfere with our day two or day three coverage, which, of course, if you've not figured it out by 
uh, by now will be on the next podcast. We're not going to talk about any of that stuff here. We're blue balling you. You're going to have to wait for day two and day three for the next podcast. So fucking download that shit when it comes out as well. Uh, but yeah, the, the descriptions of the Warcraft trailer were actually really good. Like people said, it looked amazing and, uh, uh, you know, it got them excited for it or whatever. Um, but of course, yeah, they have a good director. But yeah, yeah, but there's been a lot of, uh, like I said, like with the Halo thing, there's been a lot of stop, uh, stop and start. Apparently, there's a Mass Effect movie at some point that's in development Jeez. or some stages of development, and obviously that's a an amazing platform to use for for movies. But they're you know they're uh, they're saying they're taking their their sweet time with that because of how vast and complex that universe is, and they're still trying to figure out. How they want to approach, you know, which direction they want to approach it from. Like what uh, shepherd they would use, male or female? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, probably male. I mean, every fucking trailer I see for that game, it's always male shepherd. So, um, but yeah, uh, Aaron is the the Uncharted thing. I mean, you already know you mentioned the the ballsy placement uh, yeah. on the schedule. I mean, and it is, man. That's big balls to be like we're putting it right in the middle of summer. Uh, is this something you're looking forward to? You think it will be handled well? Yeah, absolutely. Like you were saying, anytime the studios are involved with the film adaptations, I mean, it's proven to be successful. I mean, look what uh, the videos Machinima has produced for uh, Mortal Kombat and for Street Fighter. Right. Like working with the game. I mean, you're phenomenal. And the important thing about it was, too, that the filmmakers they got to make them are super passionate about these projects. I mean, eventually they're going to find the guy who comes in there and pitches them, you know, the video game, essentially. They're going to love them and then, you know. Yeah. They're going to go with. I mean, now my real concern uh, is casting, right? Because um, I know Mark Wahlberg was tied to it at first. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the perennial fan favorite, of course, is Nathan Fillion. Uh, but yeah. I, while I would love to see him in this, I think that they're definitely going to go for someone they would consider "quote unquote" a list. Right, a little uh, younger for this. Is is yeah, Chris is, is Chris Pratt too on the nose for that role? I don't think so, but I mean that fucker's gonna be busy as shit. I, right. I, I, well, I don't I mean, think scheduling like, would allow for it. Right. I mean, well, that's why I thought of it because yeah, like, he'd be great. At, he's he's starting to blow up. He's getting these huge roles, and every time I looked at him, I'm just like, you know what? That would be a really good fit because he can do the funny. He'll be able to do the action. He'll be able to do the serious. Like you know, he's really talented in all three of those areas, and it just he seemed like he kind of had the physical look a little bit. Yeah. It's like oh, I could totally see it, but at the same time, I felt like boy, that's feels like it's either kind of too on the nose or it feels like, you know, by the time the movie comes out, it'll be like, fucking another Chris Pratt movie? Jeez. I, uh, I have a name that, that leapt to mind uh, after I watched Bad Neighbors, Zac Efron. Yeah? I think, I think he would be pretty good. Like, you know, granted all the high school musical bullshit and whatever, you know, yeah, all yeah. the drama stuff he's done, you know, he's a good looking kid. I mean, you know, I hear he's he, coming he, out of the shell a little bit though. He is. And bad neighbors was a great stepping stone for him to break away from like the whole Disney, you know, uh, crying girlfriend notebook kind of, you know, right. uh, movies that he usually does. I mean, you know, he, he got to show, uh, I don't want to say range because, you know, it was a goddamn Seth Rogen comedy, but I mean, you know, that's what it was. <laughs> I mean, he showed he could be funny. He showed, you know, he could play a different kind of role. I mean, you know, I, I think if, if they, they definitely want to draw the younger crowd, which they could do with him, you know, he's perfect for the ladies. Cause you know, the guy takes his shirt off and you know, it, it he's not even a person, uh, you know, <laughs> could he lead a franchise? Like, you know, that's the question mark, but you know, I think they could do a lot worse than go with him. Like you oh, said, I sure, think sure. Mark Wahlberg might be oh, yeah. a little too aged at this point, like a fine cheese. And I think that's, to me, scraping the bottom of the barrel for me. I, I like Mark Wahlberg. With Mark Wahlberg? And, Nobody and... looks confused better than that guy, man. <laughs> no, that is true, but I don't think that's acting. 
uh, Glenn, Glenn. You mean he's actually confused in this movie? Oh, absolutely. I think he's literally. He's like, wait, wait, which, which, which scene are we doing? Which, right? But like, just hold that, hold that, hold that look for a minute. And hey, actually, when's when's lunch? When's lunch? <laughs> Glenn, who do you uh, who do you see? Do you see anybody maybe taking on the Nathan Drake role? I don't know about Nathan Drake, but I think Josh Rowland would be just about perfect for Joel in Last of Us. Oh wow! Oh, there you go. Yeah. Shit, that's a good. I call. think that is like. Uh, someone I can believe that could kind of do some physical stuff. Who's old? He can pull off a beard. I've yes. seen him do it. I yes. mean, like. Well, I mean, he's already he already kind of looked like him in uh in the True Grit remake. Yeah, oh, I mean, God, he, he, he worked on an oil rig back in the day. Like, uh, you know oh. what? I believe him. <laughs> if you're gonna have somebody be a Texan, it's not gonna be Mark Wahlberg again. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, uh, as far as Nathan Drake, I I don't know, like. If Tom Cruise is like twenty years younger, I think he'd be perfect for it. Right. If he went, if he approached it the same way he did in uh, Mission Impossible Four: Ghost Protocol, like the way he has in that, because he does the action, he's pretty damn funny in it, especially with Jeremy Renner. Uh, I think he would be really good at that because, like, he fucks up. Like, like the best thing I love about that movie is like he hurts himself, like he misses, he messes up a lot. So I think for that, it would work really well with Drake. But, I mean, the guy is 52 years old. Well, what about that for Drake? What about Renner or, like, one of the Hemsworth brothers? I mean, the, the, oh, those yeah, three yeah, guys, yeah. that wouldn't be bad either. I, bad I, I don't think either Hemsworth. Uh, Renner, yeah, but he's also, like, he's 40. I mean, he's a lot older than people think he is. Yeah, he looks very young. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Um, I, I make a motion for the guy who does the mocap and voice work for Sully to play Sully in the movie. Uh, <laughs> or Christopher Walken, because that guy's fucking awesome. Or maybe oh Christopher God. Walken. Uh, and if if things just fall apart and they cannot find a lead, uh, they can they can just hire Nicolas Cage and recycle all of his lines from the <laughs> national the National Treasure movies. They can just recycle all of his lines as long as he has the knowing hair in it. <laughs> I'm gonna blow Glenn's mind right now and tell him that I, I actually kind of enjoyed knowing. Oh my god! It's <laughs> based off the last podcast. That silence you actually heard was not an explosion; it was an implosion of Glenn's I, head. Yeah, I'm pretty it sure just, his head just popped just like that gave. dude from Scanners. No, you know, you're you're not alone. There's a lot of people I know who are like, I actually kind of enjoy it, and I'm like, I'm just sitting in a theater. Ro- Roger Ebert thought it was incredible. So yeah, well, he's like dead. Half a face man, so yeah, yeah that well, doesn't count. Dead. I also own it on Blu-ray, Glenn. So oh my god. Go. Uh, like at least like, not not even voodoo. Like, you sounded so disgusted. <laughs> I I could taste the puke in his mouth just now. That's how that's how visceral that yeah, reaction he did. was. He verped ver- a little bit. For <laughs> yeah, sure. these yeah. these wings are not going to come up well. <laughs> the uh, um, you know the thing about that movie, just a tangent a little bit. He didn't Nick Cage himself very much in that movie. There was not a lot of like you know him going way overboard. There was some of it, but. Nowhere near the levels of you know normal Nick Cage you know over over the top acting. So well, well he's never the, the worst thing in a movie. movie. He yeah. needs to right. he needs to be full Cage. Right. Uh, let me. I see. mean, just think about what's happening around him. He should be like completely freaked out and. Oh, that's sad. why he didn't buy. Is that why he didn't buy it? Yeah, <laughs> I like, mean, Nick, Cage would, like, Nick Cage would never act like this. There's giant pods coming up with two of every animal in it, and. People are dying left and right, and he's kind of like, oh, man, we got to figure this out. Like, no, like, oh, shit's hitting the fan. You got to know what's happening. So hopefully like, he'll correct that with Left Behind. But he that's does. the part where he should be jumping on someone's couch reciting the alphabet right in their face. Like, <laughs> that's that, that should be how he fucking reacts. But he does die at the end, so that is uh, a plus for sure. Nobody dies better than Cage, man. I'll give him that. That dude um, can bring it. 
before we talk about the events that happened at San Diego Comic-Con day one, uh, another rumor was floating around that day that Joaquin Phoenix may be playing Doctor Strange, not not Lord Benedict Cumberbatch III, which, by the way, now that Comic-Con is over, I think might not be playing Doctor Strange, because I think if he was, they would have made some sort of announcement uh, announcement of some sort. But um, Joaquin Phoenix is the, the, the rumor right now. Aaron, does this vex you? Are you terribly vexed right now about this information? It, uh, it, it's not the worst casting. It, it's just like with The Rock with Shazam. You know, good actor, you know, Absolutely. definitely yeah. you, you know, knows his craft, is, is great. Uh, you know, in almost everything this guy does. I like how you worded it. Right for Doctor Strange. I like how you worded it as Doctor Too Strange. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that is, in fact, a very, uh, that was very, uh, very accurate. Well, statement. I just keep going back to that part uh, in that movie. Uh, I'm not here, whatever it is, where he's talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, do you ever look at a hooker and wonder what her butthole smells like? It's like that right there. <laughs> like I, I can never not see him. At that exact moment in anything he does now, Absolutely. Uh, which may just be, you know, speak a lot about me. Uh, but, you know, like I said, he's very talented. He's just not right for the role. So, I mean, it I, I wouldn't be outright upset, but I, I think they could be a little more on the nose. Uh, Glenn, what do, what do you think? Is this a is this a, a, a decent choice or do you think they're going too on the nose because the character's name is Dr. Strange and Joaquin Phoenix can sometimes be a little strange? Well, I mean, there's going to be a lot of upset cumber bitches out there uh-huh. uh, if it's not LBC. Yeah. But I'm going to use exactly what Aaron said to be like, <laughs> to say why he should. Uh, he's <laughs> one of the best actors out there. Absolutely. He, he's good at everything he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, you know, yeah, he's a little, he is very, very strange, not little. Uh, but, I mean, there isn't a movie I haven't seen him in where he isn't good in it. I mean, True. Yeah. Even movies like something like Signs, like that he was given nothing in that movie, and he, he yeah, was, he made it work. Yeah, it's not bad. He uh, swung away. Uh, if you oh will. my god, you fucker! <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> he took he that did. role and he sw- he swung away. Oddly enough, guys. I'm holding my mini bat right now too. It's so <laughs> fucking awesome. Well, just just keep the water away from me, you guys. I don't want to fucking die here. Swing away. Oh Christ. I mean, he didn't strike like out Somebody that actually role. wrote that down. Like, he had to read that in the script and just be like, really? That's what you fucking want him to say to me? The real yeah, M. Night Shyamalan, he, he writes a lot of stupid shit down after Unbreakable. <laughs> well, well, yeah. yeah like, Lady in the Water leaps to mind. He had, he <laughs> that had, movie! Oh, he had, Well, of course, he had aliens land on a planet. Uh, water, water can kill them, and they land on a planet that's mostly water. Yeah, so, well, that's they're dumbest the aliens. dumbest Whoa, 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 aliens, that's War of the like, Worlds, ever. okay? So let's not... Let's not <laughs> Let's not give him credit for that stupid idea. That's H.G. Wells. <laughs> there you go. I, th- I always thought it was a disease, like the human human disease, like they caught like our dis- like they caught a cold and they it's all. It's bacteria died. in the water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, well, I, 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 just, I just thought in signs it was literally just the contact with water, and they're like, "I'm melting." Um, I thought that was the whole problem with the signs aliens was that they were like water contact. And then, you know, the hero is the girl who hates water. I mean, holy crap. Uh, let me see here. Let's uh, let's talk about day one, a Comic-Con. There was not a lot. Um, day one is always a slow Pretty day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was some things. There was some things. Um, quite a few. The, the, first, the first thing I saw uh, was some pictures of the cape and the cowl of the Batsuit. Uh, which eventually, I think uh, later on, they put the whole costume out there. 
yep. uh, for people to see it. Uh, but as soon as that came out there, Zack Snyder tweeted a, a new close-up shot of Ben Affleck. Uh, it was from about shoulders up or whatever. Uh, from a side view in the in the bat suit, you got a great shot of his fucking butt chin. Um, uh, but otherwise, it looked really good. I thought. Is it a good look, Aaron? I think Dillon? so. Uh, you know, like I said, if I had to pick one complaint, much, much like everybody else's, you know, chief uh, argument against this, it's that the the cape and the cowl are one piece. Yeah. So if he wants to turn his head, he's got to turn like fucking Sasquatch. He's got to turn his whole goddamn body. Yeah. Um, Other than, you know, whatever. The, it, it, it looks good. I like the shorter ears. Um, I, I oh, like the, yeah, absolutely. Like the design is based on like it's, it's right off the page. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it looks the, fantastic. I mean, the the detail, like where they've got the crinkling in the brow, like above the nose and all that stuff, all looks really like all, fucking. All, all the all the dick veins, like across his chest and everything. It's awesome. Yes. Uh, Glenn, is it uh, is it looking good now that we've gotten a better look at it? No uh, black and white photo not that it would really matter because the suit itself is essentially black and white for the most part yeah i mean it's it's a good silhouette of, of his face i guess um uh i mean yeah we can make fun of the butt chin but the face itself just looks really like i don't know like i see it i'm like man that he does have a batman face uh, he does yeah even with the you know with the butt chin or whatever which i just you know this builds character Sure. So, uh, <laughs> I just can't help but seeing poop fall out of his chin, though, as I'm staring at the picture. Well, I mean, that was the way he delivered lines whenever he wasn't a good actor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, such as Reindeer Games. Geely, and... of course, yeah. yeah so. I like Reindeer Games. I don't know what people's complaint about that movie is. <laughs> didn't say I didn't enjoy it. Said it wasn't good. There you go. Oh, yeah, no, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love Gary Sinise? I mean, come on. Lieutenant Charlie's the run. The um, we got more still images. This is I'm telling you, this is what day one is. Uh, we got we got uh, but this one was actually really sweet. This was uh, a Comic Con exclusive poster that Marvel put out for Ant Man, and uh, I thought it looked really cool. Yeah. Uh, the posters got uh Michael Douglas and uh and Paul Rudd, the uh uh the two Ant Mans, I guess. Are they are they acknowledging that? Uh, are they going to acknowledge? I mean, they're going to acknowledge that Michael Douglas's Hank Pym invented the the stuff. Are they also acknowledging that he was also Ant Man? Yep. For a while. Okay. So there's going to be two Ant Mans. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, it's got this great uh, shot of like the full costume, but it's kind of got this uh, this vapor trail of really tiny Ant Man getting bigger as it's coming down into like a full size. Um, I don't know if that's regular sized Ant Man or giant Man, Glenn. I cannot tell. Um, and then they've got a little shot at the bottom of him on one of those flying ant things that terrify the shit out of me. Uh, but he'll be riding around on one of them. Uh, what do we think of the suit? Does it look cool? Anybody, anybody at all. Oh, that you're asking Glenn. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It looks great, man. The, the helmet. I mean, you know, it, it, it's pretty much what I, what I expected to see, you know, mm-hmm. much like anything else they could rip the comic book pages. They, you know, artistic license, they update it, you know, as they see fit. Uh, I think it looks great. You know, no complaints at all. I mean, you know, the, uh, I just wish they would show the – eventually the, the footage they showed from the Avengers Age of Ultron and from the Ant-Man teasers are going to leak online. I just want to see those just so I can really kind of put my nerves to rest about Ant-Man. Eventually. And, uh, and of course, we're going to talk about some of that stuff uh, tomorrow for sure. Um, I, this, is, this is real good podcasting here. Glenn, what did you think of this poster? 
I guess man. I guess more I guess more or less what did you think of the look they're going for? Uh the muted colors and the scheme of sticking with the darks. Oh, I was being a dick. Okay. Um <laughs> Uh, but anyway, no, like, uh, I like the fact that it's, it's hand-drawn, or it appears to be. Uh, look, it's made by the guy who made all those really iconic posters uh, from the 80s and 70s with Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And yes. he did a couple of them for The Walking Dead. I can't remember the guy's name, but they did a documentary about him, and it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I like, I really like the poster. Uh, I may try and obtain it somehow, so... I mean, it looks uh, it looks great. Yeah, go head head over to eBay. And, yeah, no shit. Or, or not, unless, of course, you want to just grab the one we have on the website and blow it up, and you don't mind a big Entertainment Weekly uh, watermark on the top of it. No, just go uh, to Kinko's, buff that out. There you go. Just some Photoshop and voila. Um, it looks really good. Um, uh, and everything else I've, I've heard so far, I'm I'm fairly excited for it. I mean, obviously, this it feels like this film lost a ton of momentum after the Edgar Wright news. Like it, it felt like people were just like that deflated it for them entirely. Like, well, fuck that movie now that Edgar Wright's not directing it. <laughs> so have they started filming yet or no, are they still? Wow. So well, no, they, they, comes... they had to have because th- there was a release of teaser footage, wasn't there? No. Well, I mean, the, that was like the Tron teaser. I mean, we're going to, no, but gonna, I mean, I, I read talk... a footage description somewhere. Well, right. We're going to, we're definitely going to talk about it tomorrow and it's, and oh, it's right. Okay. Sorry. And, and it's on the website as well, but Fuck I will you say people, you got to wait till tomorrow. I, I will say this before we describe, we talk about what the description was. Uh, they said they had not yet started filming, but it was going to be filming soon. And what they showed was, um, a, a couple of things that they had shot specifically for this. And oh. essentially, the and essentially the test footage of visual effects that they're going to be using, but aren't necessarily official effects that oh, are going to be in the movie. So it's essentially effects. like this is essentially it's like this is what it's going to feel like. This is what it's going to look like, but this isn't necessarily going to be in the movie. Hmm. Um, so apparently that is what they what they showed. Uh, the other thing I want to mention it's not news, Aaron, but I'm sure you want to put one of these motherfuckers in your house. Did yes. you watch this? Did you watch this 3D plus me video that Marvel put out? Oh God! I, yeah, the, the 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 character creation or whatever it was. Make yourself into a Marvel uh, character. Yeah, essentially, yeah. what it is is you sit in a chair, presumably for about seventy five hours. I don't this, care. I, I, I'll this, I'll live there for a month if it fucking that's what it takes. The machine will take a snapshot of you, and then it will do a three D scan of you from probably like shoulders up. It does a full three D scan in like high 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 resolution, uh, and then it shows you like it'll take your still picture and take your 3D rendering and then smash your picture that it took over top of it, like extruding you, making your face, you know, 3D. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks incredible. And then you can uh, go through their touch menu thing and place your head. You know, they had a bunch of them. They had, you know, Iron Man and Cap and Thor and Black Widow. And I think in the video they had like, uh, God, what was the other one? It was, it's just a fucking, I can't remember his name, but it's just like a giant head in a box. Um, I can't remember. It's Mordok or something like that. Modok. Modok, yeah. Uh, and you can put your face onto these things. Uh, and then for, my guess is for a fee, uh, they will do a 3D printed, essentially statuette action figure type thing of, you know, of your head on the body. And uh, they showed one from, you know, the guy who was interviewing. He put his head on Captain America and it looked really good. Yeah. Uh, like I was surprised at the quality and how well the the 3D modeling and stuff. It looked really good. 
Um, that is a really cool thing. I mean, it's not news, obviously, but uh, the the person who worked for the company said uh, made it sound like they're going to be opening these things. Not just it's not going to be just a Comic Con thing. Like there's going to be you know places like Sam's Clubs and things like that where they're going to be installing these things and people can go get like you know action figures of themselves on marvel people and oh you best believe i'm gonna be the fucking avengers i tell you that <laughs> you're gonna do just you for everybody it's like just me for everything yeah cap it'll be awesome uh then you then you can do a stop motion video for youtube of you saving saving the world in an in an all aaron de la osa avengers film what i'll do is i'll uh i'll, <laughs> I'll dress my kid like she's a uh, fing fang foom <laughs> oh jeez and then, you know, the Avengers will battle Fink Fang Foom. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, um, uh, we, we do have some other stuff up on the website. Of course, we mentioned the, the, the other Flip for Side B podcast earlier where uh, Aaron and Glenn talked about uh, a lot. <laughs> a- actors and sci-fi movies and not, sci- not science fiction movies, but sci-fi channel films uh, to, a, to a large degree. I think there's a lot of Busey talk in there, a lot of Nick Cage talk. There's a lot of random shit in there. Oh, absolutely. It was a really good listen, though, so everybody should go. Oh, was it? Oh, I, I enjoyed <laughs> I, it, yeah. I, I, we just kind of went. I don't... I, as I tried to describe the structure earlier, there, there was a... It was an outline, and then it was like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, I guess. It was like, yes, you just as long as you get to the end, we're okay, and that's what happened. Um, and we should also push that Aaron's got a, a new Loot Crate review up on his YouTube account. Uh, for the July Villains uh, crate, yes, the, uh, I, I did. As, soon as I, put... I remember my login stuff for the website, guys, I'll get it up there too. Ah, already... I already, I already did it for you. Oh, um, you beautiful fucker! Look at you. Thank you. So it's already up on the website. Links directly to the video. YouTube.com/slash/profitofgeek, I believe, is where you can go to to watch uh, all that Thank awesome you, stuff. Sir. Watch Aaron shoot some fucking uh, some Sith lightning at you. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to get sued, so I, I think we could call it shit lightning instead of <laughs> shit. Shit lightning, of course. <laughs> um, it was a tremendous uh, review as well, and Loot Crate <laughs> continues to, to look like a service more and more people should definitely look into. I mean, I'm 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 dying to jump in there. The, the shirt for this month alone was like, oh. Oh, I know. <laughs> as if, I, if people... Uh, want to know what the shirt was? They should check out the video because Loot Crate. Oh my God, it was a that was a very good box this month. Just the, very good box this month. Very just, good. Yeah, the shirt alone. I was just like, give me, give me some of that. Um, so yeah, that's what's on there. Of course, tomorrow's uh, podcast. We're going to talk about whatever news uh, comes out from this last crummy day of the San Diego Comic Con. It, it, so far, it looks like a Mad Max trailer, and that's all that's come out today. Uh, but we're also going to cover day two and day three, which has. All of the big stuff, the heavy hitters, were on day two and day three, and we're going to devote an entire podcast to just talking about that stuff because there's a ton of it and a ton to talk about uh, for sure. But before we go, let's take a look at the box office uh, for this weekend. An interesting box office uh, weekend. I, I'm kind of surprised by how the results panned out this week. I don't know if you guys had a chance to see them or not, but... Uh, oh, yeah. Let's run through it. Number five is uh, planes, no relation to cars, but in the same universe as cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, fire Disney's and planes from the world of cars. cars. <laughs> Disney's planes, fire and rescue from the world of cars. Um, it's a fire and rescue. They're rescuing us from the world of cars. I don't fucking know. It fell. It fell two spots from number three to number five. Um, a dramatic drop. It made nine point three million. Uh, the Purge Anarchy fell two spots from number two to number four. Uh, it did 9.8 million. 
Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes fell from number one to number three in its third week, uh, but did another respectable 16.4 million. It's doing pretty good for itself. Uh, combined with its worldwide total, it's about 353 million. Uh, it's almost 354 million worldwide. So that movie's doing fine for itself. Uh, debuting at number two was Hercules, the rock picture. Uh, did 29 million, which I'm guessing is n- uh, not a good number considering the production budget is estimated at a hundred million. Wow. That is... I don't know if you guys saw it or not. Um, and by the way, the worldwide gross currently is 57 million. So it made about the same foreign as it did, uh, domestically the rotten tomato, uh, right now, as I refresh the rotten tomatoes page, it has 81 reviews with 63% positive, which kind of surprises me. Uh, but it may have the best rotten tomato synopsis of all time. We were, we've talked about in the past about the, uh, the labor day, the the ill-advisable plot or whatever. This one is great. (laughs) Uh, her, this is the uh, the actual quote from Rotten Tomatoes' synopsis of the reviews. Hercules has Brett Ratner behind the cameras and Dwayne Johnson rocking the, loin, the loincloth and delivers exactly what any reasonable person reading that description might expect. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the synopsis for Rotten Tomatoes. It's, uh, that's tremendous. Uh, <laughs> this guy's directing, this guy's acting, and the movie delivers pretty much, if you read this, what you'd expect the movie to be. So 63%. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's good or Aaron. Is that good or bad? What What are they saying here? Oh, I think it's complete shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Are you surprised that it's being reviewed as well as it's being reviewed? Uh, yeah, kind of. Actually, I mean, you know, nothing against The Rock, but you know, it's just The Rock in a bad wig. You know, in a movie by Brett fucking Ratner. I mean, it just. I'm really shocked. It's. It's. Yeah, blown away. <laughs> Uh, the Washington Post says that they f- it fails to exploit its assets, uh, which is the uh, they say mainly the charisma of the Rock. They're saying they they failed to exploit the Rock's charisma, which I which I feel is almost impossible to do. I don't Wild even know how that's cast the, the Rock. Jesus, right, right. Um, uh, one of my favorite critics, James Bertinelli, said it was a, a he called it a big budget misfire of a sizable order. Uh, so yeah, he's not, he was not a fan. <laughs> that might be my favorite one. A big budget misfire of a sizable order. Um, uh, I'm surprised it's doing as well as it's doing. I mean, maybe the rock is carrying it with his rock like charm. I, I'm not sure. Uh, the number one picture was Lucy. It did 44 million, uh, on a production budget estimate of 40 million. Uh, so there you go. It is not opened worldwide yet at all. Um, so that's, uh, and the reviews for that are a little more mixed. And I believe it looks like the majority of those reviews are in about 122 reviews. And it's above, it's above half, uh, but it's not quite, it's, it's 58%, which is about 2% short of being considered fresh. Uh, but most of the reviews seem to think that, um, that uh, Luc Besson is uh, back in, that's how you pronounce it, right? With all that, with no all that, idea. with all that sarcasm and bitterness, uh, Luc Besson. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's how you do it, Glenn. You got to yeah. have a little, a, a little French. I I don't know anything about it because that's not what my last name is or anything. A French fro- You got to have one of those French froggy, you know, ha 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 laughs in there as well. Um, 
yeah, he uh, apparently a lot of people are saying he, it feels like he's he's coming back into form after a lot of misses. Uh, so people are saying it's it's turning out good. Um, Dan O'Neill has a review that's going to be up on the website sometime tonight or early tomorrow when the podcast goes up, and he seemed to like it. He wasn't in love with it, uh, but he thought it was pretty good. Uh, so yeah, that's where that movie's kind of sitting. It's uh, it's on the verge of being considered, you know, fine. Are we ever going to get him on here? <laughs> oh, Dan. Uh, Dan. I'm not sure. I'll have to. I'll have to talk to him. I need to. I need to see if I can just do a side B with him because I, I really want to see where he comes from for some of these movies because he just seems like a wild card. Oh, because some he he loves some stuff that you seems like he'd love, and then other stuff it seems like he'd love he doesn't like or yeah, he uh, just seems like he kind of jumps all over the place, which which is fine. I just I need to know what his sensibilities are, and it bothers me. <laughs> it bothers me. Um, I, you know what? I, if people looked at my reviews too, they would probably feel the same way if I reviewed everything. Uh, I would probably jump all over the place, but I mostly have positive reviews and very few bad reviews because it's usually a bad review largely comes from a movie that I think is going to be okay but disappoints. Uh, and if stuff looks like complete shit to me, I usually avoid it like the plague. There's been a few times where it's like, boy, that looks so bad I have to see it. And yep, it was bad. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, I'm I'm taking the luxury of just reviewing what I want to watch, and then it usually it, it pans out okay. Uh, but yeah, Dan's taking the road of I'm just going to watch everything, uh, whether I think it's going to be good or bad, and I'm just going to give it a shot. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so I think maybe that's why he's all over the map. I'm not sure. Maybe if we all watched everything, like every fucking movie, we'd be over the ma- all over the map. But I I don't know. Um, I don't have any desire to do that, Glenn. Do you have any desire to to watch everything that comes out? No, no. I just, I'm just curious. Right? <laughs> You're like, back off. <laughs> it's like I just want to do a podcast, you guys. Uh, I know Aaron for sure is like, no, I, you couldn't pay me to watch some of these movies. No, no fucking way. <laughs> They're like Green Lantern Two. Ryan Reynolds is back. You're just like, no. Nope. Uh, yeah, that. <laughs> You're like, if you moved me into Fort Knox, I wouldn't go see this movie. Yeah, you could literally take cable, computer, everything, and just leave me that movie. I doubt I would watch it within the first month. <laughs> You'd have to wait. All, all you have is a, a singular disc player and a small television set. Right. Okay. Say tomorrow we wake up, zombie apocalypse, I have a generator, and I can watch one movie, and Green Lantern's the only one I got. I'm not watching the movie. <laughs> yeah, you're only allowed to watch, and you only have the power to watch one movie. Right, yeah, that's it. it's the only it. movie you have. Uh, yeah, it, not happening. <laughs> I mean, maybe right before you're about to die, you put the disc in, and then it, then you die. You so your enemies feel your pain? Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> maybe I should watch the movie, and then once it's really locked into my head and fresh, then I sacrifice myself to the zombies, and then the image of Ryan Reynolds in my brain tissue kills the oh zombies. Oh my god, there you go. I don't think I've ever heard a better way to to wrap up a zombie plot hole in a movie. Thank like. You. How, how do you how do you how do you how do you cure them? Well, you don't. You just you just, you just burn. watch a Ryan Reynolds movie, and then you just let them eat you, and they die. You just burn oh, see, he could be Drake. <laughs> I'm oh, kidding. Shit. I'm just being a dick at this point. <laughs> oh you man, mean he can't. Absolutely not. <laughs> we we're putting we're putting him in that we're putting him in that same freedom zone as Hayden Christensen. Oh okay. He's wearing a bag on his head too. Uh, Cinemageekly.com is where you can go to check out everything. Of course. If you want a sneak peek about what we're going to be talking about, we do have articles up for Comic-Con Day 2 and Day 3 with all the, the juicy tidbits. But uh, to, to hear our thoughts on it, it's going to, going to have to wait until 
uh, tomorrow's podcast. Uh, but cinemageekly.com is where you can go to check out all of that stuff. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Tumblr, YouTube, Instagram, all at Cinema Geekly. Uh, info at cinemageekly.com is where you can send your uh, all of your, your digital love and hate and uh, personal queries. And we will, at some point, talk about them. Not right now, fortunately, because there is just so much shit going on that we just do not have the time uh, to do it. But we will we will build them up again, like some sort of gargantuan mountain of questions to be answered at a later date. Uh, of course, the podcast can be listened to on the website, but also on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Feel free to rate and review the podcast on those apps uh, at your leisure. Of course, we already mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, but let's just ham-fist another one, you guys, right in there. Another cheap plug, if you will. Aaron, you missed the part earlier where I was confused if we were doing a um, if we were doing a, a meta segue, uh, because of course ham-fisting is uh, about how we're kind of bad at segueing. But if I do a bad segue about a product that's about bad segues, is it then a good segue? Yes, uh, I think so. I think so. Uh, <laughs> Booster.com slash Cinema Geekly. The links are on Facebook. The It's a big banner on the front of the website as well. Um, we are once again looking to upgrade that podcasting equipment, uh, but this time you get a sweet T-shirt. Um, and also, if you feel like it, outside of the T-shirt, we already discussed the details at the beginning of the podcast uh, about all of that stuff, but... Uh, if you get the T-shirt and you want to add a little bit more, uh, Booster gives you the option to, to add an extra uh, donation. Uh, but once again, the real super pertinent information, we do have to it's – a, it's a limited edition of 50 shirts. Uh, that's our maximum that we need to reach our, our total goal. But we have to hit a minimum of 20 before Custom Ink will be like, okay, our, our printing costs are going to be covered. Um, so nobody gets anything if we don't hit 20 shirts. So we have to hit a minimum of 20. But we still get the donations on top of that, right? Uh, absolutely. The, uh, even if we don't hit 20, we still get the donations. Right. So, I mean, if you guys want to buy a shirt and you love it, fantastic, buy a shirt. But if you can't afford the full cost of the shirt, even throwing us like, you know, five, ten bucks, I mean, you know, it, that's something that will help out a ton. Right. Um, and we and we will figure out things going forward if we don't hit the 20. But I, I'm feeling pretty I am still going to personally pledge to make a personalized video thanking everybody by name. So oh. I'm going to throw that out there. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I, I'm... Uh, and I might even be naked in it too. There you go with some we'll of that. See what we get. With some of that sexy strip tease music. <laughs> I'm your last so review. glad you added the music. To that <laughs> I don't know if it's because of my comment I made, but <laughs> it was it was good. It was. I'm really glad good. you liked it. <laughs> just, well, because I remember whenever whenever Anthony was gone and I had hosting duties 20 minutes before the show, and I was like, oh, and you get even you know even get some uh, some skin on this one. I was. And I saw the strip tease, like, oh, okay, it's good. He he added that. Just for you, <laughs> sir. Uh, you know I, what? I, I was thinking of you when I was doing it, too. I was trying I to give it I don't have to. I'm sad I have to share that with the world, but all right. I'll take it. Absolutely. Uh, for Glenn Beauvais and Aaron DeLos, I'm Anthony Lewis, and we will be back tomorrow on the Cinema Geekly Podcast. Let's go. Yeah.